Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and this is not going to be a 2020 Visions episode. Um, what we've got, uh, I've had a trawl through various news websites and I've found some stories that sort of all vaguely collate the shape or form around um, a big picture sort of headline in the, the United Kingdom. So it's time to, to delve into to that particular segment on today's show. Um, what's going to be happening? We're going to be covering what the Chancellor announced yesterday in relation to economic measures. We're going to be discussing the birthday honours uh, and who's who's got what and why. Uh, and uh, if, if there's time, we'll talk about some more of the coronavirus restrictions. So that is what is coming up on the Politics Unboxed podcast. Yes, this is episode number 39 of the Big Picture segment of the podcast. Um, And in addition to all those topics I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago, um, we may well be able to squeeze some of our old favourite Brexit into the podcast, you just never, uh, especially when Brexit's involved, you really have no idea. But let's start, or um, I said I'd start, with the Chancellor's uh, economic relief. And, well, the photo scheme is coming to an end, but something new is coming to take its place, because Rishi Sunak has said the job support scheme is going to be expanded to create a safety net for UK workers. And from the 1st of November, a new six-month scheme will be running. Um, That job support scheme is going to pay 67%, so two-thirds of workers' wages if their workplace has to shut because of the coronavirus. This could affect pubs and restaurants, Uh, This will affect the hospitality industry. This will affect any area of the country where um, the harshest restrictions are in place. So right now, places like the northwest and the northeast um, and areas uh, in and around uh, Wales uh, where a lot of lockdown has been taking place. Um, So this is what the Chancellor has announced by way of support. Um, This job support scheme is replacing the furlough scheme and it's aimed to sort of top up the the workers or, or sorry top up the wages of staff who have been unable to um well to to return to the workplace even after the furlough scheme was able to try and retain them as staff um now this this is interesting. It will only apply to businesses told to close, not businesses who choose to close because of the broader impact of COVID restrictions. And whilst it's a six-month scheme, the support will be reviewed in January, only two months after the uh, well the scheme was brought in. It will be coming into place on the first of November. Uh, up until November, businesses that are asked to close can continue to claim on the furlough scheme. From the 1st of November, no longer be the furlough scheme, but with this job support scheme. Um, grants will be paid from the Treasury up to a maximum of £2,100 per employee per month. 
uh, as the Treasury said they're trying to protect jobs and enable businesses to reopen quickly once restrictions lifted. Now there's been a bit of reaction to this already, not too much given uh, it was only trailed uh, sort of middle of the afternoon uh, to, to early evening last night. Uh, but um, according to a pub manager in Otley, West Yorkshire, as quoted on the BBC website, the scheme doesn't even touch the sides in terms of the impact on pubs. Apparently two-thirds of someone's wages isn't going to cut it. Uh, in a trade where everyone's on national minimum wage pretty much, they are the ones losing out. They're living hand-to-mouth already and they've already had hours reduced. Uh, but according to the Chancellor, the latest measures for these companies forced to shut will provide reassurance and a safety net for people and firms in advance of what may be a difficult winter. Now, in addition, uh, businesses forced to close in England will uh, get an increase in business grants with up to £3,000 a month paid every fortnight. Um, devolved administrations in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, as we have become very, very accustomed to saying, are taking their own path on some of these measures. Uh, business rates are devolved, and therefore so are business grants. So we'll wait to see what happens from uh, Holyrood, Cardiff, uh, and Stormont. Now, it is interesting that the, the Chancellor is returning to this policy that it was sort of shelved when he announced his winter economic plan. Uh, it's not quite the furlough scheme, but it is furlough 2.0 to all intents and purposes. Um, now, it's not quite how it was being wound down, because obviously in the in the furlough scheme we had... Originally, it was the government pays 80% of wages employers were... Sorry, employees were not um, required to contribute. Then it became... Government pays eighty percent as long as the employer and employees, sorry, uh, pay national insurance and pension contributions. Then it was the government pays seventy as long as the employees pay ten percent. Uh, then sixty, twenty for the month of October. Um, in this scheme, employees will not be required to contribute anything in order to get this this government grant because of course this is the government telling a firm they need to close. It is very much um, within the sort of the, the, the Conservative Party mantra um, and policy. If the government tells someone to do something that is detrimental, they will try and um, reconciliate the the differences. And so sometimes you could say they they fall woefully short, um, but in this instance, they are they are making their their effort. So if if the government is is penalising uh, what they would see as impinging on the free market, perhaps. Uh, they will try and level out the playing field as to what would have happened had the allocation of resources been done by uh, that market entity. But interesting to see what is actually going to be happening. Uh, now, those those small employers are the ones who don't have to pay any contribution. I should stress that larger firms will have to, comp- to contribute about 5% of employee costs. They'll be paying national insurance and pension contributions. And this, this scheme... It is, again, important that it is much more generous than uh, the expiring furlough scheme, which isn't going to be a thing after the 1st of November. And it is more generous than the, the original job support scheme announced 10 days ago, or rather 11 uh, days ago, um, requiring employers to pay 55% of active workers' salaries. Um, but this 
new scheme only applies to businesses not allowed to be open. So who will be eligible? Um, it's not quite as simple. Um, firms that didn't reopen, haven't reopened since March, will they be eligible? Will, will beauty salons that are, haven't been given the green light yet, will nightclubs be fine? We don't quite know. Um, how about these uh, forced lockdowns? Will there be a pub um, a mile away in a different postcode um, that is open, having to pay 55% of staff's wages, whereas mile down the road there's another pub in a different postcode that is locked down and getting two-thirds of the, the wages paid for them by the government? And also... These expected beneficiaries, they are the ones who are going to benefit most from the scheme, according to expectations. How how strong is the evidence on which this policy is based, and do we have the details on it? Big questions. Um, Labour say the government is uh, rather slow, incompetent and dithering in its response, which has caused unnecessary anxiety and job losses. And although the Shadow Chancellor, Annalise Dodds, has welcomed the measures, she's called for further changes to the scheme to incentivise employers to keep more of their staff on. We've already seen that sort of £1,000 per employee retained past January. Grant? I mean, £1,000 per employee to keep on until January... The, the idea that that would be enough to to, to make someone retain um, to make someone retain a, a single employee is well it, it looks nice on paper let's put it that way in in practice the the costs of of uh, employing this additional employee may well end up uh, far outweighing that £1,000 grant. Uh, but that is a different economic policy for a different time. I believe I've already talked about it once on the podcast before. This podcast, very much focusing on this new two-thirds... Um, this new sort of two-thirds payment of hours by the government only as long as that firm is closed uh, or forced to close by government legislation or some other such uh, action. Now, uh, let's move away from the Chancellor's job support scheme. I'm sure I will come back to it at some point, either to criticise it or to praise it, depending on how the uh, how the comes go. But let's look. Let's look at um, the honours list, because it is out. The honours list is has been released for the the, the Queen's birthday honours and um well as was pretty universally expected it is frontline workers and volunteers in and around the, the COVID nineteen situation who are dominating this list. Marcus Rashford um is becoming an MBE. Joe Wicks, uh, who was sort of the the PE teacher of the nation during lockdown is also becoming an MBE. Um, Lorraine Kelly and Brian Cox are becoming CBEs. Uh, it's only published in June, this this birthday on his list, but um, 
it was postponed so the individuals who played crucial roles in the first months of the coronavirus pandemic could be added. Um, according to the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, the recipients of this year's honours are a testament to the sort of country we are, caring, compassionate and resolute in the face of a global pandemic. Uh, now, interestingly enough, Marcus Rashford uh, is, is on the list. I've I mentioned his name already in Going Down. Um, he was instrumental in the extension of free school meals over the summer and pressed the government into a U-turn on the issue. Um, he's apparently honoured to be given this, this CBE. Um, not CBE, sorry. MB, it's Lorraine Kelly and Brian Cox getting CBEs. Uh, Rashford not quite up there yet. Um, it is an interesting list, certainly. Um, again, lots of volunteers, lots of frontline workers. You would sort of expect that after the, the year we have had. Um, but, yes, it's... Um, it is a, it is a bit of, a, of an interesting list. A lot of uh, people who have been recognised to to make an effort in their their local communities, which I think is is very good. Um, the customary set of sportsmen and women, um, the customary set. Of, um, yes, there, there's always a, a certain number of um, performance artists as well. A couple of singers, a couple of literary names but um yes it is certainly certainly an interesting list and very much focused on the coronavirus pandemic but certainly um certainly focused on that particular area now let's let's turn our attention to um well the one of the last things i i wanted to talk about um Yes, it's 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 time to have a have a look at some of the the wider issues going on. Um, obviously, uh, we have an announcement coming on Monday, according to the Prime Minister's spokesman. Um, not quite the the new press secretary for the UK yet, but the the Prime Minister's official civil service spokesman um, uh, said there there will be a press conference or some sort of announcement, either in the Commons or to the nation, on Monday from the Prime Minister. It is assumed to be announcing some sort of harsher restrictions in England according to uh, lockdown measures, but we just don't know. Uh, I think second-guessing would would be pure fallacy, although I am almost certainly going to um, <laughs> going to be, be making my speculation on it in the next day or so. Um, what we do know is cases are rising. Um, deaths are unfortunately still rising. This is all in relation to COVID-19 in the United Kingdom. Are these local lockdowns necessarily working? Well, it's it's hard it's hard to tell. We do still see rising cases in the areas of local lockdown. We know in in Scotland, uh, last orders have been called on pubs and down this sort of central belt for, uh, I believe it's, it's uh, 12 or 16 days. Um, sort of a, a circuit breaker it was referred to as by Nicola Sturgeon. I, I'm not anticipating similar things from the Prime Minister. We've already seen how this 
10 p.m. curfew. Um, well, it's had a slew of unintended consequences, namely pushing everyone back out to the streets at exactly the same time, packing them back into tubes. Uh, some of the videos you're seeing from Oxford Circus tube station is the busiest you've seen London in months. Um, but we just we just don't really know what the Prime Minister is going to be saying uh, on on Monday. The purely in terms of, of of death and case numbers, we are looking at a, a March situation. But I there's just something that tells me I don't think um, it will be as sweeping as a second. And of course, the new uh, powers divulged to members of Parliament uh, as a result of the the latest round of COVID powers. Um, what's the word? Renewal. There we are. Found it. Um, this, the renewal of the COVID powers and the Coronavirus Act 2020 um, means MPs technically need consent, although there there are, as always, ways around it. Um, yes. Anyway, so I'm, I am conscious of the, the time on this particular podcast, so I'm going to call it there. Uh, I'm sure I'll be be back to give you the the, the highs and lows of the Prime Minister's announcement or the, the government announcement, whatever it may be, on Monday. Um, I will be putting out podcasts over the weekend as well, recording on Saturday and Sunday. I always record the evening before and, and pop it out the the morning after, so things might be a couple of hours late, which could be a little bit of trouble in relation to American time. But uh, I do hope to bring the the most up to date of political news and sort of compact them down into sort of fifteen to to twenty minute segments. Um, but yes, as I said, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. Uh, so all that remains for me to do is to thank you very much for listening. Uh, I do hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. Uh, please feel free to check out the Instagram page that's politics unboxed. Uh, there's also now a page on Facebook. Uh, working on a, a website as well, so fingers in in plenty of pies. Uh, the email is politics.unboxed at outlook.com if you want to get in touch. Um, but yes, thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.